Welcome in, everyone. This is Compounding with HK3. I am your host, Henry Knowles III, and this is our very first ever episode. It is currently Wednesday, July 20th, around 6 p.m. I'm here in Tallahassee, Florida, and we have a lot to get into. So let's start out today's podcast episode with an overall view on the indexes. So the NASDAQ closed up over 1.5% today. I'm on my Robinhood app looking at the QQQ. Uh, we got a solid close over the 300 level, which is pretty huge from a technical analysis basis. I'm also looking at SPY, ticker SPY, the S&P 500. Uh, kind of lagged the NASDAQ today, as it, as it usually does. It's a little bit less volatile than the NASDAQ. Uh, up over 0.6%. We got a close around almost at 395 for the SPY. And I'm also looking at IWM. That's the Russell 2000 ETF. Uh, really good day, up over 1.5%. And closing over 181. Let's go ahead and look at some other stocks. We have uh, big news today after hours. We had uh, Tesla reported their Q2 earnings. Uh, they came in with a miss on revenue, but a solid, really big beat on EPS. As some of y'all know, uh, Tesla uh, was one of the big corporations that held Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And uh, it came out today that they actually sold 75% of their Bitcoin uh, holdings. Uh, around the thirty thousand uh, dollar level for Bitcoin. After hours, Tesla shot up to around seven seventy five on the initial uh, news break of the Q two earnings, but has then since fallen red. It fell, uh, yeah, gave up all those gains uh, in about thirty minutes. Uh, I think right now, as I'm recording, uh, Elon and Tesla are having their Q two earnings call, and uh, I'm probably going to listen to that after this podcast is finished recording. But uh, yeah, it looks like Tesla is up right now about $6 after hours, but we'll see how it uh, opens tomorrow. And while we're talking about earnings, uh, yesterday Netflix actually reported their Q2 earnings. Uh, Let's just face it, they were actually pretty bad, but not as bad as the street expected it. Uh, Wall Street had Netflix losing in the second quarter a a little over 2 million subscribers, and they actually came in with a quote beat and only lost over a little bit over 900,000 followers. So Wall Street saw that and they were like, oh, well, I guess the loss wasn't as bad. So we're going to buy the stock. Stock was up 7.5% today. Uh, really good day for Netflix. Uh, right now they're sitting around 216 per share. That should do it for big tech earnings this week. The, the really big, the FANG companies, the Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google uh also, Microsoft should be in there, obviously, uh, second largest company in the U.S. Yeah, so next week we have uh, more big tech earnings. We have Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, and Apple all reporting next week, plus a little bonus to add on to the volatility. We have the Fed FOMC uh, rate hike decision meeting. Uh, I'm predicting a 75 basis point rate. That is a 0.75%. Uh, so good news, uh, your savings account should get a little bump. But uh, that's not that great for the stock market because when rates go up, that means that companies, when they borrow money, they have to pay more to borrow. uh, And that really affects their revenue and gross margins. So why is the stock market down so much this year? Well, let's start from the beginning. We had a pretty nasty hawkish Fed meeting back in December of last year, 2021, and that kicked it off. We were looking for a Santa rally to end the year, but we never really got it. And to start the year of 2022, we pretty much had... Okay, here's how it went. 
the first two weeks I'd say were really profit taking from the insane uh, rally that 2021 had. I think the S and P was up. S and P 500 was up maybe 26, 28 percent. Just a really big year, and that led into profit taking in the beginning of January, and the really big major catalyst that happened at the end of January was the the next Fed meeting. I'm pretty sure if I remember right that the Fed either started raising rates or they put off raising rates. I'm pretty sure they put off raising rates, but that was in January and that really spooked the market. Then we went into mid to late February. I'm trying to think, what was it? Oh, maybe around February 25th or 26th. That was the day that Russia decided to invade and attack Ukraine. And that really spooked the market. I think the NASDAQ and the S&P, the, I'm pretty sure all three indexes opened up that one day, maybe February 26th. They all opened up around 3 3.5% down in the morning. That spooked the market. Then we go into March the next month, and the market's still coming down at this time. Uh, that's when we get our first rate hike, a 25 basis point rate, rate hike. That is to, or the Fed did that to, in order to tame inflation, to bring it down. As you all know, look at gas prices, extremely high. Your rent prices, out of the roof, no pun intended. Uh, extremely high rent prices, your food prices, your airline prices, everything's expensive. Yeah, so that's pretty much why the Fed raised rates. So if you look on the chart for the S&P 500 year-to-date, go to the end of March, you'll see that we kind of uh, peaked up there. Uh, I'm looking at SPY chart right now. Around 462 we peaked, and then for the next six weeks, the S&P 500 fell a little over 15%. I think we had six or seven consecutive weeks of uh, downward movement. So while the market was falling over these next six, six weeks, I can tell you one thing that wasn't falling, and that is that was inflation. Inflation, eventually, if you want to be caught up to date, right now we're sitting at 9.1% inflation, like I said earlier. And the Fed, what's the Fed going to do? The Fed raised rates 50 basis points back in May, I think, and then they went ahead and stepped it up to 75 basis points back in or the, during the last meeting. I think it was June, maybe July. Uh, so yeah, so we have the next FOMC, that's the Fed meeting, the next rate hike decision comes out next Wednesday, and Wall Street is predicting another 75 basis point hike, but a lot of people on Wall Street and a lot of old Fed officials are calling for 100, 100 basis point hike just so we can really tackle inflation and just get this thing over with. Yeah, so that's pretty much a broad overview of what has happened this year in the financial markets. All right, so now let's do a segment that I like to call, What Are Your Thoughts? So this is what I'm going to talk about for today's What Are Your Thoughts? Let's talk about real estate. So I was on CNBC like I am, uh, CNBC's website like I am every day at work because I'm really bored during my internship in the mornings before the day gets going. So I scrolled through CNBC and I saw an article today that came out. The headline stated, Mortgage demand drops to a 22-year low as higher interest rates and inflation crush home buyers. Mortgage demand fell last week, hitting the lowest point since 2000, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. So there you go. That's inflation for you. Inflation and inflation going up and the rates going up, especially the rates going up. With rates going up, that means mortgage rates going up, meaning when you try to get a 30-year mortgage on a $500,000 house, instead of paying maybe... 16 
1600 a month. You're now paying about 21 2200 a month. So people, so for the everyday average American, that's a pretty big, pretty big bump in uh, how much you have to pay for your mortgage. So seeing this headline made me curious about some home building stocks. So I went on Yahoo Finance this morning and I I typed in a few home home building stocks. I, first one I went 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 with was P ticker PHM Pulte Group Home Builders. I looked, it's down over 20% year to date. I also looked at another home builder, Lennar stock, ticker symbol L-E-N, down over 29% year to date. I mean, granted, Lennar and Pulte Group were up in 2021, uh, respectively, over 52% and 32%. So they had really great years last year because, I mean, because housing was exploding last year. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't really get a house. I mean, it was just, it was just insane. So basically, as rates, as rates and inflation keep going up, people will be forced to pay more every month for their mortgage. And on top of that, home price values have exploded over the past two years. So that just makes everything worse. So my take is this will not be a 2008 GFC type fall of home values. GFC is the great financial crisis. Uh, yeah, so I don't think it's going to be like 2008, but I do think that demand will keep decreasing as it obviously already has been, as we saw, read in the article that we have the lowest demand since the year 2000. So demand will keep increasing and prices will continue to fall. Also, in a recession, which many people think we're already in a recession, I mean, I saw a, I saw a tweet from Cardi B maybe two weeks ago. She said something about, uh, what do y'all know about this recession, quote, don't quote me on that, but something like that. So if you have Cardi B talking about a recession, I mean, we're pretty much in a recession. So yeah, so I think that, well, obviously in a recession, home prices are the last thing to fall. So if you're looking to buy a house right now, if you can wait 18 to 24 more months, I would do that because you might be getting a 20 to 20 to 25% discount. So as I mentioned earlier, I was talking about how all the big tech, the big thing stocks, most of them like, or most of them are going to report next week. So let's let's talk about their earnings and just talk about what I think might happen and what just what might happen. So let's start with Apple. I'm really curious to see what Tim Cook and Apple have to say next Thursday uh, in their earnings call. I really think that or I, Apple has beat on revenue and EPS. I don't know how many times in a row over the past eight to ten years. I mean, look at the stock. It's the most valuable company in the in the United States. So I really think. Apple's going to beat on their EPS, that's earnings per share, because these corporations, these companies, they can move move money around. They can move things around just to pump up their EPS numbers. So, I mean, that's that's probably going to be a pretty big beat. But uh, I'm, I'm, skeptic, I'm skeptical on their revenue. Uh, uh, Q2 is, what is that? That's April, May, and June. Uh, during these times, gas prices were really high. People were starting to talk about a recession. When people start talking about a recession, they... They try to. They tend to save money. I mean, I mean, I'm I, I drive a Toyota Camry and it gets 27 miles, 28 miles to the gallon. But I'm still not accelerating like, and like I'm in a race car. Like I'm not saying that I do, but uh, I'm conserving gas. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just driving slow, I guess. But uh, I don't think that people. It's not just in the U.S. but all over the world. Are they are they going out and buying a new iPhone? I mean. We all know the new iPhone comes out in September, so are they going to wait to upgrade? Are they going to get a, a used upgrade or trade-in? 
Uh, I don't really see people going out right now or in, in the second quarter to really buy a brand new iPhone or a MacBook or an iPad. I mean, can you think of anyone that you know that has recently bought a pretty big, expensive Apple product? Uh, I would say, for me, the last person I could think of is my dad. Uh, he His birthday was in April, and uh, he's a... Uh, so he, he had a, I think an old iPhone seven plus and he, uh, upgraded to the iPhone 13 pro. So, I mean, that's a, in the, in the tech world, I mean, in the iPhone world, that's a, that's a pretty huge upgrade. So, I mean, that was in the, it was his 50th birthday. Shout out dad. Happy 50th birthday, uh, halfway to hundred. So yeah, uh, I really don't see Apple beating by that much. All right, let's talk about Microsoft earnings. I think Microsoft's going to be good. It's really a recession-proof stock. I mean, unless, I would say, unless we get a lot of layoffs and job cuts, these companies are going to continue their Microsoft subscriptions in the U.S. and even all over the world. So I think Microsoft's a really, really good, safe play. All right, let's talk about Google. Google reports next week, I think next Tuesday. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure next Tuesday or Wednesday. Google might take a hit on revenue because Google is an advertising, a really big advertising company. And in a recession, people or these small companies, small businesses, are they spending that extra $200 to $500 for a small business, that extra money per month to advertise on on Google, on YouTube, YouTube videos, YouTube ads, on Google search? Are they, are they really spending on advertising like they did last year in 2020 and 2021? Uh, I really doubt it. And then we'll talk about Amazon. Amazon reports next week as well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that conference call. Amazon earnings, you'd think they'd be down, but we'd have to see. They had uh, I mean, they had Amazon Prime uh, Prime Day, but that was in July, so that'd be in the Q3 numbers. But uh, I'm pretty sure people are still buying on Amazon. I, I see notifications on my phone that uh, my mom's she's 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 buying crap every 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 other day. It seems like off of Amazon. Uh, so yeah. Uh, if you want to be bullish on Amazon, there's your there's your there's your reason. Uh, yeah, Amazon. They have AWS. This is their Amazon Web Services. That the growth is exploding still with Amazon Web Services, and it's becoming a really big part of their company. So I'm I'm really really curious to see how Amazon does. And now the other big dog, Facebook. Really, uh, they recently changed their name to Meta. They're uh, going to be a big player in the metaverse. I, like I said with Google, uh, Google earnings, they're they're huge. They make all their money from from advertising. I mean, you go on Facebook, every other Facebook or Instagram, especially Instagram now, you see an ad every two posts maybe when you're scrolling. So you, it, it's all ads. And I don't think that these companies are advertising as much as they did last year. So I really think the Meta earnings aren't going to be that great. Plus, look, go ahead and look at their stock price over the past twelve months. Was it cut in half? Maybe that's because that's because that's just because we all we all it's obvious we all know the advertising spending has gone down. But on the on the upside, the PE ratio on Meta I think is a 16 or 17 right now. And if you're a value investor with the and looking at a stock like Meta that's still growing, you might want to buy that stock. Uh, yeah. So on the PE ratio, Meta looks like a solid buy, but it 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 can keep going lower. Yeah, so that's what my thoughts are on the big earnings week we have next week from the big tech companies. All right, so let's change topics and let's talk about some sports. Uh, I want to congratulate Cameron Smith on winning the British Open over at St. Andrews, the old course, last week. What a, just a hell of a comeback. 
he was down to start the Sunday round to Rory and uh, Rory McIlroy and Victor Hovland by four shots. I'm pretty sure he came back to win by to win by one shot, but he shot 64 the final round. Just an amazing performance. I don't know if any of y'all keep up with golf or, or watched it last week, but it was it was just a great Sunday watching. Uh, let's talk about the Live Golf. Uh, there are rumors about an all Australian team uh, possibly forming to head to the Live Live Golf League. Uh, players include, I read on Twitter, Mark Leishman, Jason Day, Adam Scott, and your boy Cameron Smith, who just won the British Open. So that's why it's a really uh, controversial uh, take. Is uh, Cam Smith? What's he gonna do? He's, he's top. Was he top five in the world? He's really. He's just a really good golfer. He can make as much money as he wants on the PGA Tour. But I mean, if the the Live Golf and the Saudis come out and offer you 120, 150 million for a four-year deal. I mean, I don't really know. I, I'm not turning that down. I don't know about y'all, but 150 million for four years sounds sounds pretty nice. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty pretty much what happened last week in golf. We have the FedEx Cup playoffs starting, I think, in two weeks, and then the FedEx Cup will end at uh, East Lake in Atlanta at the end of August. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. And I think that'll do it for today's podcast. I just want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode, my first episode. I really lo- appreciate and love all the support you guys have given me. Uh, yeah, please please rate, subscribe, and leave me a review on the podcast. I, I, re- I read all the reviews. It really helps me. helps the algorithm to push out my podcast to more people. just really want to spread the word of uh, what, I'm, what I'm doing here, talking about sports, or not sports, but golf and, and finance. I'm really, really big into finance love finance I just have a true passion for finance uh so as of now I plan on uploading a new episode every Wednesday and look forward to having our first guest very soon uh I want to thank you all again for listening and I will see y'all next Wednesday peace